0: Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome back to Droolish episode 15. I'm your host, Joey Montano. If you're unfamiliar with Droolish, Drullish is a show, well, a podcast that's focused on helping you sleep through relaxing sounds, background noises, and uh, you know white noise ambiance. Am, AM AMSR things, I suppose. <laughs> Top that with my with my uh, so called soothing voice and my long windedness, and you got yourself a recipe for long, boring, and sleep inducing material. Or at least that's the idea behind the podcast. I'm not one to say that's going to be the case, but I'm here to help and I'm here to try. Today's subject uh, for discussion will be, I don't know, I thought about talking more about Twitch and streaming in general. Uh, that's more of an avenue that I have had an interest in, but I get the sense that most of you probably don't know or don't care, and that is Equal, equally up my alley, in providing you material that's not too interesting but kind of interesting for some of you. So it's up to you if you want to listen, and you can just turn me down, my you know my, my voice down, and listen to the background noise as it comes in if you're not interested. Uh, generally, the rain and other sounds that I throw in, uh, they're they fade in since the initial start of the podcast. So. I would say around like the three to five minute mark is when you'll really start hearing, uh, the background noise start taking over. Um, though you can always just not listen either. That's, that's an option. So, uh, if, if you are, uh, interested in offering comments, tips, advice, feedback, anything for the podcast, or even, uh, discussions of topics. If you want me to discuss a certain thing and I can, uh, talk about it or read, read anything, uh, throw me, throw me an email, droolishpodcast at com. you could reach me at Facebook and Twitter you could just type in droolish or Podcast, and it should pop up I try to be readily available and I'm getting back to a master schedule now I do feel like I'm I have to say that I'm a little bit behind today uh, yesterday was Tuesday which is my normal uh, first episode of the week recording and I tended to kind of uh, woke up a little bit late and had to deal with a few errands. So I'm uh, recording both of my episodes today, which is a Wednesday, the 25th. So for for those of you who are looking for NFL picks, uh, that's usually going to be released Thursday's podcast. So expect to expect that Thursday morning. And if you're listening to this one specifically on a Wednesday, probably Wednesday around noon to the evening, uh, then expect the NFL podcast well, tomorrow morning still. <laughs> um, That said, let's, uh, well, actually, I don't know. I mean, it's my podcast. I could talk about whatever I want, (laughs) but, but seriously, uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening, uh, and downloading the podcast. Honestly, to me, it blows my mind that every time I hop onto my podcast host provider, they have like these analytics, which is pretty cool to see how many downloads and how many downloads per week I can get. And uh, if some of you have your own podcast, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't have a podcast, this is these are the numbers that we use or I use to tell people, "Hey, look, I'm doing things," or, or something along those lines. And uh, since I've been doing the NFL picks, I've noticed every week my NFL picks tend to get more downloads than my other uh, than my other episodes, which is fine. I mean, because I'd like to talk about whatever. So uh, I'm glad that some of the NFL picks uh, that seems to be getting more headway. Uh, as for the results of the NFL picks, I hope that's more of a, the next episode's podcast. But I did not do extremely hot last week. So I'll dive more into that. Um, and I'll dive more into like more sports analytics and all that machine learning stuff in the other uh, podcast episode. But this one this week did not did, did not vote well. Uh, some good news, though, is that my podcast, this podcast, is at 900 downloads, which seems like every time I create a new episode, it's like another 50 to like 100 downloads these days, which is insane because it felt like last week I said it was 700, and now I'm at 900. And I even eclipsed August's uh, download mark. I'm already at 300 downloads of this month. Like, you guys are crazy. Like, super crazy. I don't think I even have any traction on Twitter. But, I mean, I use Twitter and Facebook if you want to keep in the loop. But if you ever are in the mood to listen to some light noise, it does rain a lot here in Michigan, and I like to record the sounds as well, and I'm want, and i recording my own rain sounds and fire sounds for this podcast exclusively because it's free for me to do that. I can just put on my phone and hit record and just hope the sound quality is top tier. And then... Uh, you know, or in compared, to, in compared to trying to find the copyright free uh, background noises, which is fine, but like I prefer to have different sounds. Like it's, it could be the same sound, but like from a different place. Uh, I think that keeps the uh, podcast more authentic, and I just don't want the background noises and everything else to this, this sound so canned and generic, which, you know, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal to some of you uh, cuz like any any rain works or, you know any sound probably would work but there's something about like the aesthetically pleasing like say hearing like raindrops coming down from inside of a building or say from, like under a tree or different area, you know different parts of like the, y- the yard or house or different uh settings outdoors so there's many different variations that I want to keep trying to throw those in uh and I hope you know hopefully create that nice experience now, moving on to the subject at hand uh, today, I really wanted to discuss more. of, I would say streaming tips that I've uh, let's say, let's just, let's call this uh, top streaming slash like internet entertainment tips. And uh, I, I you know I built a, a framework around what it takes to be a successful Twitch streamer. What it becomes a, a successful streamer in general. And have been uh, testing a lot of YouTube as well to see what works and what doesn't. So if you guys don't know who I am, at least in a previous life or you know outside of the podcast, uh, you know I used to and I still do uh, consult with companies regarding their marketing and SEO. And I generally take more of a holistic approach for SEO, and especially these days in more of my marketing consulting, it's primarily driven. Off of data and you know case studies, experience, and and just testing things that make a lot of sense. You know, testing elements that could drive a positive ROI. Uh, you know, and that said, uh, a lot of the hardcore marketing efforts is generally just focused on just giving a damn about you know those around you and offering value, and it's just you know showing the world the value that you bring, and. That marketing aspect is the art of it, at least in my in my professional opinion. So, uh, you know, while I worked on all that stuff with uh, you know companies for both SEO, content management, you know, all the other very saucy stuff that you guys would love to hear. I'm being sarcastic. It's it's super it's super dry. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's not super dry, but it's whatever. Um, but I wanted to. Uh, use those skills and, you know, chops, I guess, and transfer that into a different industry. Uh, because, I, I don't know about you guys, but, the, you know, the whole reason why I created this podcast is that it's an outlet for me to talk and chat and mainly think out loud. And hopefully, like, think out loud in a, in a coherent sense versus just me uh, babbling nonstop. Not that there's anything wrong with it, you listen to my earlier podcast. That's probably what 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 it started out as for sure. Now, going back to the streaming, like say Twitter, Twitter, like Twitch, YouTube streaming, the entertainment portion. Uh, I don't I don't think anyone's really coined that term. Like you know what you know what is a YouTuber? What is a Twitch streamer? What is a Facebook streamer? You know, there isn't really something that's coined because there's so many different platforms out there. So I'm Coining it right here and now. I don't know if it's going to take off, but I'm coining it. If you are someone that is in the streaming space, you stream anywhere, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, or if you create videos, or if you create YouTube content, you know, I wouldn't say it's a content creator because it still can apply generally anything and everything outside of the internet. So, I'd say. I don't know, call, you, call yourselves e-tainers. That's it. Not entertainers, just e-tainers. I would say i-tainers, but it reminds, it reminds me of, like, iPhone. The e, used to be, like, e-commerce, like electric commerce. You know, commerce, they're buying online. Why not e-tainment? It doesn't have to sound super fancy right off the bat, but it doesn't sound terrible. Like, if you're an e-tainer, like, it, for me, it just implies, oh, you entertain people online for a living, and it's viably popular, you know, it's... It's it's viably uh, profitable. So, e-tainers, that's what I'm calling you guys. And I'm going to try to do my best to actually get a lot of downloads this episode. Not that I shouldn't, but the last few episodes it's pretty clear that I really don't care so much about the uh, idea of the podcast. I was kind of nervous about the podcast itself, whether or not it would be great, or good, or bad, and at this point you know, I'm already 15 episodes in, and, I don't know, the downloads keep coming, and coming more frequently. So, I mean, I gotta be doing something okay. Like, I can't say it's right or wrong, but, you know, it's it's yielding positive results, at least, in getting more downloads. Because, to me, before people are downloading it, I'm assuming I'm helping you guys. So, uh, until that's not the case, you know, if you don't like it, you can tell me you don't like it, but if you still download it and tell me you don't like it, then... I mean, you have to like it, or you're helping me out. I don't know, but it's a positive thing, at least if you ask me. So, back to the streaming part uh, element. So, most of the you know, e these days, there are a lot of people, I would say there are a tremendous amount of people that don't know what it takes to succeed. And those who have succeeded... Generally, like say, whoever, whoever has managed to become famous and has has been, has been able to have a full-time salary or has been, has been able to support themselves um, as a detainer throughout the last, let's say, eight years. 2011 was when Twitch came out, and I'm pretty sure YouTube wasn't as monetization heavy uh, back then. So I'm going to say around 2009. I'm sorry, 2011. Sorry. So 2011 is probably between 2011 and 2014-15, if you played a game that was wildly popular, all you had to do was just exist it, you know, if you streamed. You stream on Twitch, and if you're decent and long enough, uh, you post you know, some things online, you would just be famous. Like People would know who you are, and you would build an audience, and the audience would just come to you. So, the streaming market, streaming satura- saturation back then was barely anything. Like, any earlier adopter, any leader that just showed up, that is, does well. And it likely continues to do well. And if you had a certain gimmick, or if you just did anything, just, 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 like, some of these kids literally just wanted to play a game, and they were so good, and they happened to have a camera, and they streamed it. That's all they did. So the, minute the effort to actually become quote-unquote, you know, Twitch famous or, you know, an, e, an e-tainer, a viable e-tainer, you know, low. And that, that was fine. You know, people were trying to find, you know, there are people in the communities, the that they like, and throughout the last few years, it's become a little bit more saturated to where you know, people are still interested in watching streamers, but with multiple platforms outside of Twitch, you have Live, you have Mixer, you have Caffeine. You have Facebook Watch. You have YouTube streams. Did I mention Twitch? So there is there is at least good, there are there are, <laughs> are at least a good half dozen streaming platforms that people use to you know, build their brand, build their streaming. But the point I'm trying to drive at regard regarding this is that because there are so many platforms the amount of attention that we need to have to build an audience. But the audience isn't as readily available compared to years past. Years past, people were just looking for new content creators, they were looking for anything that was different, or at least different enough, and they became big fans of whoever. Or they would follow a certain game and they would stick with their top favorite streamers because they built that emotional connection over those years. And a lot of these new streamers are I noticed, especially if you have a Twitter account that like follows a lot of these guys. Uh, they really are just focused on just you know, they, they just combine their quote unquote forces with other creators and they try to, uh, to you know, try to get more attention, which is it's just fine, you know, you, you have to put your name out there. But it's hardly recognized in it blows my mind that no one really discusses the fact that you know there is a way gonna be very but you're a huge amount of people that will follow you or subscribe to you um, just by doing streaming alone, or just by doing one thing alone. Uh, especially if you're trying to make money, doing YouTube videos, or trying to get donations on a stream. Having te- you know, putting yourself on a platform where there's only like 50 or 100 people that are browsing at a certain time, and you, you know, you have to fight for your attention, and you're literally fighting for attention in real time. So if you're a streamer, and if you're wondering why you're not getting, you know, hundreds of followers, or, you know, hundreds of concurrent viewers, even though you might have a thousand followers, it's because the followers that you're getting, you know, they're going to be the people that like smaller streams, they're going to be people that like to talk to random strangers online, and they're less likely to be a fan of your work, but more of a fan of a small streamer, if that makes sense. So you are more or less... I can't say replaceable, because they might build real connections, but the amount of people that are doing that is not going to be paying for those. Like, a, you know, that's a harsh truth. At least that's a harsh truth that I have seen, have noticed, and you can talk to 95, maybe 99% of the streamers that have been occasionally streaming on their sides or have been trying to do videos. You know, it's just, you create content for yourself, and you don't do the effort to get the eyeballs in front of you, and just, you know, it's... It's not going to work. And even more so, it's if you think you're going to be famous just by playing a game and then to be discovered. And this works for both, or sorry, and this applies to both Twitch, all the streams, and all the YouTubes, okay? So you just can't put out a video and just help, help, tell people what you are, who you're about, or, or content that explains like, you know, the personality or, or the value that you've given. If there's no value given at the end of the day no one's going to give two craps about what you have to do or what you have to say. Which is why, for me, I'll be very I'll be very honest right now with you, um, you know, this podcast is primarily for me to flush out my thoughts and to share kind of some of my thoughts with the world um, at the same time, knowing that most people probably either don't care or they're probably putting the assumption that my voice is just something that's background noise. And I'm perfectly fine with that because I know my end goal and my end game here is to create a better experience for sleeping and, you know, help reduce insomnia, while at the same time kind of offering additional value in any way I can, whether it's whatever I talk about, or maybe certain things that you could apply in the real world, I'm just trying to, sorry, I'm finding, I'm doing what I can to find a hook or something that's unique um, outside of something that currently exists. So if you wanted to apply that for a screen, for example. I can turn on the stream right now and play Fortnite for 50 hours straight. Okay, that's cool. But if I don't tell anyone what I'm doing, with, you know, when I hit the record button or hit the stream button, I'm just say playing Fortnite, okay, well, why, why would anyone watch me? Okay, I'm, I'm a terrible Fortnite player. On camera, yeah, you know, if you saw me on camera, you know, so probably Google me and I have LinkedIn and stuff too. You know, I don't. I don't think I'm a terrible looking guy. I don't. You know, I don't think I'm like Bobby either. But so, in regards to like camera quality, you know, I, you know, my looks aren't gonna bring in crowds. Okay, they're not gonna take away crowds. They're not gonna bring in crowds. It's just an average dude. So, what would my hook be if I'm playing Fortnite? Well, I'm terrible at the game. You know, my my look, I don't have like the look. Uh, you know, my streaming setup it's, a lot of it's based off of production value. So, if I don't have that, you know, I'm just the guy with the camera, and, and, and my sound quality is terrible. I might sound like I'm in a warehouse if I don't have the right mic. So, you know, these are just four different elements that are pretty key in just creating a good streaming experience. And what most people don't seem to realize is that if you're streaming, you're entertaining people in real time. And i said this before, but I really want to drive home that back. So you're entertaining people in real time. So... Just imagine that you're playing a game in an arena of like two people or five people, so or five thousand people. If you have twenty followers or people that are watching you, just imagine everyone's hanging out in a big old living room and they're watching you play. And that's that's more or less it. Like these people are saying we're gonna take our time to watch you. Now, to put it in that favor reference, you have to realize how incredibly tough it is to get someone to do an action. That they've never done before so if they've never been a fan of you and if someone doesn't even like fortnite and you're trying to convince these people to watch a game they're gonna say no i'm just gonna watch ninja he's entertaining he's got blue hair he's one of the best at the game and he's pretty good on camera and he always has a great time and if i miss him he can be on youtube i know you know he's got his whole brand thing going uh, so if you're starting out, you know you have to do a lot of the things that the bigger, bigger streamers and entertainers or entertainers aren't doing. And, uh, for the example, if you're doing Fortnite, if you're gonna do a 48-hour stream, because people do 25, 24-hour streams, say do a 48-hour stream or do a 72-hour stream. Do, you know, you, you have to do something that's unique, to get people talking about you, and then add a little twist. You know, make it be more selfless in this aspect. Understand that, hey. Maybe if I do a seventy two hour charity stream and you really do need to put the money in charity, you know, you can think about how it could benefit your brand long term. You know, it does not have to be it does not have to be a s it doesn't have to be a, a zero sum game to where you have to come out ahead with four followers and you know and it's gonna be the cost of the you know, donations that come in. Like, that's not a good mindset to have. And you know, I'd rather have you guys, if you're listening, you know, you what know, it sound like a wins you know, what could be benefit out of both, right? out of offering a value to certain people, like, is it a, would it be a win-win if you did a Fortnite 72-hour stream uh, for, like, St. Jude's, and then if you happen to know a couple, or reach out to a couple streamers uh, who might be medium-sized, and be like, hey, do you want to collab in this, or, or do you think it would be cool, and you'd be surprised how many people would say yes and you might be able to tag someone in for 24 hours and every 24 hours it's a different person and you're just, you know, work. you're just working with them, uh, you know, for non-stop entertainment. You know, that, for me, you know, that benefits everyone. And this is just one idea I just came up off off the top of my head. You get have a 72-hour stream, first 24 hours hang out with, like, two you know, one person that's, you know, to talk a lot or that's really good at gaming, you know, that can kind of support you, your stream or you, and you can focus on your gameplay, you're getting good content out of it, they're coming up with ideas. The second guy could do the same thing, but, you know, you'll have a different person to work off of, you can go back and forth to where that in dead space that you're talking. So, these are the things that I generally think about um, when it comes to kind of ideas, especially in this new, know, but this growing space in the e It's I don't think it's even been a decade since a lot of these people have been making serious livings. So, I know two thousand nine, there were probably a few companies that bought out some top YouTubers for salary, and I think Smosh was one of them. So, but but now it's pretty much like a free market in the Wild West. If you're going to, you know, do something, you might as well do it yourself. And uh, yeah, and I I think that's a good thing. And I think there, I think there might be some companies out there that will help accelerate growth if you're a YouTuber or a Twitch, if you're a detainer. But it's ultimately trying to find like that talent, or, or finding the right mix of a lot of things. So, to change the subject ever so slightly, uh, I wanted to dive specifically more into either creating a good streaming brand, or kind of a good you know, e-tainment brand I should say. Because regardless of the platform that you're on, uh, you're still going to have to build an audience. Now. The path, the path to how you create that audience is just as key as, you know, what to do when you get the audience and how to keep. So, sc- excuse me if I sound kind of getting you know, off, I've been hiccuping for the last 30 seconds, but, you know, you, there, there are just two key aspects that i will we'll focus on right now. Getting the eyeballs, and keeping the eyeballs. That's not overthinking. And to get the eyeballs, if you're streaming, if you're doing YouTube, first things first no one's going to give crap about your stream unless they know about your stream. So, if I am a streamer and I wanted to let the world know, hey, I'm streaming, come watch me, what would you do? Would you post on your Facebook, you know, your personal Facebook and get some of your friends to join? Yeah. Well, if they enjoy watching you and they want to hang out, that's cool. Uh, But if you're trying to grow into a lot, if you're trying to grow into an established brand and you want to do it full-time, than just having your friends watch out and hang and, you know, shoot the shit with you. Uh, It's not going to bring on long-term value. It's going to be entertaining for them, and it's going to be entertaining probably for, like, the five to ten other people that could be interested that are in your circle. But that's as far as your reach is going to go. So you have to take your show to the road. And if you're just on Twitch or YouTube and you're just typing in you know, you, you subject your, your videos as, hey, Fortnite, we're playing this with friends, and you don't do anything else, well, you know, people that means people on Twitch or on your platform, they're, they're, they're still going to have to find you. And they may not know who you are, but they're going to be browsing games. They're gonna, they are might even be typing in certain phrases that, that what would I say, that, that they're interested in at the moment. So their intent is quite high. So, when you have users with high intent, you know, and they're really wanting to join the watch, then and that's going to be your best chance to get a streamer that's wanting to log on to your, uh, you know, on a certain platform, you know, on, on Twitch or on YouTube, you and start interacting. But the point I want to drive here is that there's only going to be very, 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 very few people that do that. They'll come in naturally, and if you're starting from scratch, it's going to be a lot harder. People like social proof people want to join where the fun's at and if they see that you are just playing a game by yourself and they hop in and say hi with no other chat interaction you know, if you don't acknowledge them if you just start cussing and start throwing like slurs to someone else because it destroyed you in fortnite you know that doesn't that's not like most people aren't gonna like that like, it, it sounds hilarious, like, when people are. It sounds hilarious in your head, and that's because it's hilarious that people are judging you specifically. Yeah, keep that in mind. So, uh, and it's still terrible. So, no one's really going to be watching, you know, generic person X playing Fortnite that says racial slurs. That's like every 12-year-old in the world, okay? So, you're not doing anything good. Because of that, most people just assume which doesn't work, and it won't. You know, and part of it is, you need to have, one, the eyeballs, like I said, I mentioned just trying to, just, recording and streaming on a platform by itself. Hopefully people can, act, like, naturally come in. That's going to take a long time. And then, I mentioned too, the keeping them. Like, you need to be entertaining. You need to be, there are, some, there are so many different dynamic traits that you can have and use that it can be It can. I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I think Gary Vaynerchuk says it the best: always focus on your strengths and on your strengths, and don't dwell on the weaknesses. And and I've been back and forth with that particular mindset, especially you know marketing and everything else. I really have a hyper focus in focusing on my strengths, which uh, if you notice with sports gambling and everything else that I'm going to be talking about, I'm I'm really passionate about looking at the numbers, Uh, not just present and past, but I like to do learn more about the predictive analysis and more of the data data sciencey stuff on top of it, and uh, build algorithms on top, of, you know, on top of all of that. So I'm just I'm, I'm on top and I'm on top of everything. Just put the cherry on top of that statement, the cherry on top of the other statement. Yeah, but going back to what Gary V said. on your strengths. It's, that's actually the same concept of this podcast. My strength is my voice tends to be very soothing. and It's very calm. You know, it helps people fall asleep that's a positive spin on a negative trait that some people might have deemed it as, like if I'm in meetings and client meetings you know, I get the point across, but they're just not as entertained because of my voice or you know, they're not as with it um, despite what I say and the results that happen, you know, it, it's who I am so as opposed to trying to focus on fixing the weakness which is pretty hard to do with a voice why not spin it into something positive and try to add value again, that was the whole concept behind this and if you are going to stream, if you're going to create videos, you have to understand you know, what are your strengths, what can you do, what can't you do, and if there are certain things that you can focus on and hyper-focus on, and you know, when you, when you tend to focus on one or two things and just tunnel vision the heck out of it, a lot of people start noticing that your growth in one particular area is going to be expedited tremendously. So... I'm here. I'm just gonna pull up. I have a lot of cue cards here. So if you don't mind me waiting, and you can listen to some of the nice rain and fire fire noises in the background. I'll pull this up. I wrote about one, two, three. We have more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I write. A, I write a lot on uh, index cards. I'm pulling this up. And a lot of these index cards are usually notes and tips that I've learned, especially over the last few months. And I go back and review them once in a while, too, because it's it's hard for me to... And I'm pretty sure it's hard for a lot of people, in general, to remember what they said explicitly, say, two months ago. Or even, even like, six hours ago. So I write a lot of my ideas and thoughts that I think are valuable. And... Yeah, and, th- and then I can go back and see if I can, I can. Wow, <laughs> But if I'm able to speak to it the way I've intended to, then I think it's something that I should be teaching, as long as the logic makes sense. And you know, I don't want to say I know everything because I clearly don't. I'm am a, I'm a world class idiot. Uh, but the certain aspects of like marketing and analytics and even just kind of understanding a little bit how the world works, just. I just turned 34 so it's not like I'm a not, it's not like I'm a young buck but in the same vein I I have learned to not waste a lot of time these days most of my efforts are based off of like minimizing wasted time which I'm sure if a lot of you are older if Sydney's older you're older if you are then uh, that's going to be a very relevant statement a very real and relevant statement for some of you if you're younger if you don't get that time is valuable and you're looking to get money well then I highly suggest you waste all your time trying to get as, mon- get as much money as you can before you realize that, that money doesn't really matter as much if you're, as long as you're able to buy that time or if you just have an enemy sense just use all your time now if you're young and try to get as much money as you can to figure out what you want to do um, in, the, in the next few years because that's when you can start figuring out, hey, like, do I want to be more creative, or do you, I don't know, you people are you. You know, you know what your likes are, and if you don't know what your likes are, then discover the world, travel, do things, or even talk to people, and figure out what could be your jam, and then run with it. Okay. So I got all of my stream streaming notes here. So, the first thing I want to mention is getting the eyeballs. And this is going to be a quick synopsis because I could talk about this for like 10 hours uh, if you get me with the right person I will talk forever uh, but uh, in the meantime I'm just gonna use these three note cards because it's probably gonna be lengthy getting the value you want if you're twitch or YouTube if you're an e- if you're a live streaming e-tainer are you entertaining in real time that's gonna be the first thing you have to think to yourself if you're entertaining in real-time, that means you can promote your material on Twitch. You can promote your material on YouTube. You can promote your material anytime, any any platform in real-time. Okay? Part of that is the content creation, but part two of that is being on a platform where you have the most eyeballs. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Those are going to be the top three I recommend if you want to get the most eyeballs. At least the most eyeballs that are on those platforms. I could find you. Okay, this has nothing to do with actual marketing, it's just putting yourself out in a distribution network to where people will naturally come to you. Okay, marketing does not imply people come to you. You have to tell them that you exist. Existing alone is not marketing. You get sometimes you get lucky just existing, but that's so few and far in between. And I got some bad news for you. If you think you're that special dude, you're not. Okay? You're actually gonna have to work some for some of these things in life. know. some of the things that you need to consider while you're on Twitch or on YouTube, and especially the content you create, is you have to ask yourself, you know, are you entertaining to the right people in the right moment? And are you driving like, the right emotion that you're trying to get out of it? And are you providing that value? Okay, so most people, if you're streaming or etainer, your value is is more or less going to be entertainment in some way, shape, or form. And I don't want to go in, come in and say, oh yeah, you're just going to be entertaining, it's so easy. No. That's not what they're... entertaining is the end goal. How you get there, there's probably an infinite amount of paths you can take. So, again, recommend, stick on a big big platform if you just want to give give yourself a chance to be discovered. Not that you would or could, but you give yourself a chance. Now, in regards to having more eyeballs on those platforms, you have to figure out what your style is. So if you're a one-off streamer, if you're a streamer that just wants to go on and have fun and don't, then this isn't for you. If you're someone that likes to stream one particular game, then you're going to have to figure out you know, a couple aspects. One... How many other people are watching this game, or how many people are interested? One of those two. Okay. And you can look at that by, I don't know, typing in Google, typing in YouTube, typing in Twitch, how many other people are playing, how many views have they been. The key of this is that you want to get your timing down pat. Because if you're going to play Fortnite now, now that it's a year and a half in after after it's release, the saturation of people wanting to find new, new Fortnite streamers or anything else is maxed out. Okay, so it's going to be tough unless you, unless you have like a certain unique trait, and even then it's going to be significantly harder because there's so much competition. Same can be said if you wanted to play a game that's lost popularity. You know, if a game did lose a lot of popularity, um, maybe in streaming, you know, that could be a signal that you should avoid it. Generally, if you're someone who likes to play the newest games or someone who's very interested in trying new games or different experiences, they, they generally go under the moniker of variety streaming. variety streaming can be, you know, you can play multiple games at uh, any given time. You can do chatting with your fans, do more interactions. It pretty much doesn't pigeonhole you into a particular game. Now, when you go down that route, okay, if you're focused on being entertainment-specific and focused on the newest games, you generally have to be baseline. Good at a couple of aspects here, and I'm always speaking strictly for, you no know, eyeball entertainment. So, oh, sorry, both both eyeball and um, keeping so, yeah, getting the eyeballs and keeping them. Because I'm actually speaking with both. Because if you're playing new games all the time, then I mean, you have to, and if you know which new games are going to be popular, so it could be a new Madden game, it could be a new game that's got a lot of hype and it releases. It could be a new fun game. Where you play with other people. You know there are new games that are released every Tuesday. Any one of those, you could just take a good idea. You, know, you can have a good idea of how popular it's going to be based off the hype online. You can just Google it, and you can strictly just play all the new games, all the hype games. And if you happen to be good at some of these games, then you know you can start building an audience of people that like you for being good at any new game that you play. I don't know how big the audience is. You know, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of people that when a new game pops out, they're just going to watch. They, they're going to want to watch anyone that plays the game because they might not be able to play the game, and they want to see the experience. So, generally, if you have if you're good at a game, especially new games, without much experience, you're likely going to be finding people that will want to watch your streams primarily either for that game, and that's your job ultimately is to make sure they keep watching you. So I guess one of the strategies for the eyeballs outside of like traditional marketing is just play the new, play the new games where the audience is going. You know, if you plan where the audience is going to be, just show up there first, or be one of those that show up first, because day one of a new game, you might have 50 people you're competing with. Day two of a game, it can go down to like 10, because maybe they didn't like the game. Day three, it could be 500 people that are competing. I don't know, maybe because something went viral you don't know. So you want to give yourself the best shot at getting the most eyeballs there uh, on a the platform. That's not to say it's a foolproof strategy. Uh, it's still a you know it's still a shot in the dark, but you're giving yourself a bigger opportunity to get more eyeballs playing the, the latest Madden versus, say, I don't know, Tiger Woods 04 from a game like 15 years ago. Other marketing strategies you can do to get people... To notice your streams, and this is all, I guess, like I said, getting eyeballs to your stream, or to your channel. We create content on different platforms, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. You can show game highlights, you can show stream highlights, you can show your rants, you can show your fails, you can show your chat interactions, any funny moment that's been clipped, save it, and edit it, and then throw it on Twitter with a funny caption, post it on Reddit, Post all of your fails on Reddit. Create a new subreddit that's all about whatever the heck you want. Okay, you could write for Medium about the progress of your you know, channel. Heck, you could even create a podcast and then distribute it among the audioverse. And these are all ways for people to best see you at your best. And that's, that's what people want. You know, people want to see other people having fun. They want to have a blast. You know, No one wants to turn on the... TV and just look at sad stuff all the time. Like you know, no one wants to watch puppies drowning all day. Like that's that's terrible. Or no one wants to see people just get ra- like not just not just like getting rage, but like I don't know. It's just anyone can get angry. Anyone can anyone can just do. I don't, know, I don't even know what I'm getting at at this point. I tend to, I tend to pause some of these and then I try to recollect my thoughts. Not this time. <laughs> So, moving on to talk about streaming, keeping the eyeballs on, because once you get the eyeballs to your stream, like if, so, if someone were to give you a thousand concurrent viewers, which is people that are literally watching you at this moment, a thousand, let's even cut kind it of down to 500. So even if you have like a couple hundred, you could pretty much make a living, but let's just say 500. If you have 500 people watching your streams and they're dying, you have 500 people watching your stream... Right now, what are you going to do to keep them all entertained for your whole stream? See, I think most people don't realize that's what they need to do to get those people. You know, if you start just acting like your stream should have five hundred people, if you start reverse engineering what those five hundred people streams look like. What do they offer in terms of visuals? You know, what what type, in terms of gameplay interactions? About anticipation of something new, the value that they provide, their overall personal persona, I should say. Trends, timing—you know, how much hype do they bring? You know, it's you know, if you see them everywhere else. Okay, these are like nine or ten things I just laid out in about thirty seconds, and these are all the little factors that you know you can learn or even just uh, take notes from from other streamers and, and figure out. Oh, okay. You know, does this work for me? You know, this person plays these games at certain dates. You don't have to copy those dates, but it turns out, oh, you know, maybe they do scheduling and they practice this, X, Y, Z. Okay, well then, maybe I should focus on that. I'll focus on a schedule. You know, you don't have to, the idea is, you came out of what you saw is like an actual an actual plan versus just mimicking exactly what that person is doing. So... Uh, you know, like I said, these are the certain things that I can pay attention to if I were streaming. And then I can go back to I can go back in the drawing room or the drawing board, and in my next stream I can think, okay, okay. If I'm a streamer that can get 500 viewers, like what is the right formula, quote unquote? And there's no magic formula, but it's just having the right mix of elements that you can bring to the table that should drive the traffic. Okay, so I'm going to go down this list briefly. And I mentioned it, like I said a minute ago. But uh, consider these—consider these consider these, fa- these items as factors into growth of of your stream and keeping the eyeballs there. And then using, I don't know, just just seeing how. sorry to show you the value that you can bring for your streamers. So number one, visuals. Now, when I say visuals, I mean the whole stream production value okay so the production value is almost paramount if you have no other thing going for you okay so having a top tier camera having a top tier mid tier computer that lets you stream like 1080p having the top uh, let's see yeah hd quality Content, video content, all the time. You have the production value of overlays. So if you wanted to do transitions, you would re- you would already know which cameras to switch. You would have lighting, so people can better see your face. And especially in this day and age, it's hard for you to, to succeed if you don't have a camera. I'm not to say it's impossible, but generally how it goes in, in like all the famous. Twitch streamers, Twitter streamers, all the ones that have cre- gained their audiences through not showing their face. That was done multiple years ago. And if there, were, if there are examples of people who strictly became a top streamer in the last year, strictly through not showing their face, and even having no audio, let me know. Because I would love to interview like that. Maybe not for this podcast, but that, that would be a dang good... Uh, like that would be a dang good interview because all of these elements i'm telling you visuals depending on which one you have certain certain traits might actually transcend all the other negatives you have and you could be known as like that one hyper awesome thing you know and do pretty well and actually make a living off of it um so a lot of this is like a give and take so visuals you definitely you know have to have some sort of visuals between production values the overlays tr- the transitions i've seen some people have countdowns for when their stream starts and then they have a little entry n- an exit when they leave like outro they'll throw video clips highlights before they start or when they exit just so people can understand hey this stream is more of a entertaining show it's more of an entertainment value versus just some guy you're talking to back and forth it's a big difference in how people perceive you. It's a big difference in how your audience will take you seriously, and overall, I think it looks good. So just make sure your visuals are there. Okay, and if not, okay, and visuals, if I had to rate the importance, 1 out of 10, I'd put that as like a 7 at a bare minimum. If you're starting out, just having anything is great, but as um, you get bigger, you want to you enhance that quality. Second thing is gameplay. Now, most people, at least the streamers that I've been following and whatnot, it's a mix of people who like to talk, who generally do creative stuff, that t- tend to do variety gaming and just chatting. So gameplay won't matter as much. However, if you wanted to build a long-term audience that's focused around your gameplay or just trying to games, gameplay is probably a 8 Eight to ten out of ten, like importance. And if you are a ten out of ten gameplay, and you happen to be playing a game that's fairly popular, then the likelihood that you will that you will get discovered is a lot greater than someone who is terrible at the game, because the value that you're bringing is just entertainment of being damn good at something that people cannot be, and that's the reason why people watch the pros, why people watch you know, professional football, why people watch. Well, anyone that's better than them in anything is because they can't do it themselves and they know these professionals can do it better for them and they're entertaining that's, that's how it is at the end of the day so if you are a top 2 or top 3 Fortnite player you need to be going to all the tournaments you need to be winning you need to be showing people hey I'm good and then when you stream you can stream all of your top plays your top elements, all of your accolades that's literally what Ninja did Ninja happens to have a lot of these factors ingrained into them, like that I'm talking about. But in the same vein, like, if you're super top level hyper in gameplay and you're always consistent on top and everything else, then people are going to know you as just being phenomenal. And it doesn't have to be in a particular game, it can be in a particular genre. So it could be a Fortnite game, and then it could be a Counter Strike game. It could be a lot of these different types of games. And some people I know make a living make a living off of playing those uh, choose your own adventure games like The Walking Dead. You know, there's certain, you know there's so many different types of games out there, and the style of gameplay is just dependent on the person. Uh, that's to say, like if your gameplay is terrible, that doesn't mean uh, people aren't going to watch you because you can do many different things that are terrible. Uh, you know, you can always try new different gimmicks. You can try new ideas new plans new designs like i always say fortnite but if you wanted to do crazy plays off of fortnite to do do a fails compilation that's something you can do it's all fails no one does fails everyone wants to do the cool stuff there's something you do fails that's something you can learn and try to do another key portion portion of this i have is interaction Interaction is key if you're starting out in streaming, and especially if you're going to be a just-chatting streamer or if you're going to do more interacting with the audience where the gameplay is less important, then interaction is, like, paramount. You need to be talking to the chat. Okay? If your gameplay is not world-class, then you need to find a way to keep these people entertained, and interaction is going to be key. Now, uh... There are certain levels of interacting and entertainment that you can provide, but a vast majority of the time, you know, just having the interesting, interacting, and entertainment value it should be enough to keep an audience and potentially grow an audience. And again, pair that with playing a new game or playing—that's you know, if that's your style—or playing that with a new type of experience where people, where the eyeballs are trending or eyeballs are starting to look in your direction, the game that you're playing or what you're doing. You know, that's that's going to give you the best chance of. Getting discovered and getting more people follow you and like you and stay with you. I have the anticipation of something new, and I put this as a star. And I star this one because this is a what I call an X an X factor trait. This is if you're playing a game and something unexpected happens, and it could be a quote unquote unexpected thing like to be fake out. Although I don't really like faking that stuff, but trying new plays, new gimmicks new let's let's continue off my last point but if you're trying a lot of new things or you're doing things that no one's ever seen like you're doing comparisons that no one else has ever talked about and it sounds interesting then go ahead and do it you know people like to see new things if they want to see the same old same old they're probably going to stick with their old same old same old streamers you know, you're going to have to break through the mold, so you're going to have to do something new. You're going to have to do something unique. And I wish I can give more examples, but I'm, uh, I'm starting to lose a lot of traction here. Like my, my, my long-windedness is starting to go down. Or, like I don't know, my, my mind is starting to go all, all over the place. So I'm, I'm going to try to keep this here. You know, this idea, this, this stream thing going. Um, the value. And again, I always say value because it... You can literally talk about anything. If your value is talking about trends and marketing, and it's talking about sports picks, it's talking about even just doing tips on streaming. And there are, you know, legitimate careers now. You can be a stream coach. Um, I think that pays viable money. You you just go in and you tell people, hey, here's what you're doing wrong. Here are the stats. And you can um, fix these things and improve your stream experience and get more followers. Or, you know, more fans and more subs but the value you have to bring you have to bring some sort of value at the end of the day and it has to be a net plus value okay so if you're streaming and you're cussing and you're derating people and you don't have a you don't even have an audience you know we we know someone new that comes in then the experience that you're creating is all negative no one's going to want no one's going to want to watch anyone complaining about them losing nonstop. you know uh, and, and if it's not funny, you know, if you lose and you do it funny and you make noises and you overreact, and it's not meant to be taken seriously, and um, I'm giving you one example, there's some value in that. But when it comes from like a very mean-spirited place, or it just you know it doesn't sound, know, you, you know, you sound like a complete jerk. You know, most people are actually going to be turned off by that, and it blows my mind how so many people just don't understand that. It blows my mind. You no. Know, you know, I'm not gonna fault some some streamers for saying things wrong because, like, you know, if you have a microphone on you all the time, if you're sh- if you're gaming all the time, you're gonna say something you probably didn't mean to, or you're gonna word flub, or you're gonna say something that is interpreted wrong, or you just might have a bad day. So, you know, people are generally will leave leeway regardless, but it's still not a good look, and it doesn't help you long term. But if you're able to provide that value, again, people are going to want to listen to what you have to say. Now, I have three, these other three traits here. And these ones, I would call them X-Factor traits. Uh, I mean, gameplay is an X-Factor trait. uh, Because, I mean, you can probably carry yourself to fame just through gameplay alone. So any any one of these I call X-Factor traits are traits that can overcome any negatives that I've already mentioned or, or things that you're lacking, and all the things that I'm mentioning here. Persona. So personality or even have a, a geek persona or a defined character could catapult your stream to new heights or even heights that you know, you've never even seen. Well, I guess it's new. <laughs> but yeah, it could catapult your stream quality. Uh, having a top tier persona of character, and the first thing that pops in my mind was Dr. Disrespect. You know, he had a clear-cut persona, a macho 80s-style action hero. Top that with insane, insane visuals, production values. Okay, production values was the icing on the cake, but he had those two major traits right right off of the gate. Um, and when you have a unique persona, or you're able to show your personality in a way that, that shows your best self, that gets people involved, when you do that... Uh, you can do that through your gameplay. You know, like I mentioned if you do, if you play FPS games, and you die, you can find out a way to do hilarious reactions, or you can think about great interactions you can have when you're chatting with people. There's so many different ways that you can show up your personality while you play that it, and it makes up for, you know, the lack of gameplay, or the lack of gameplay quality in this case. Uh, another one I have here is Trends. And this goes back to the first thing I mentioned: it's playing the right game, likely at the right time in front of the right audience. So, if you are someone with a strong personality and it shows, and you like to play multiple games, okay, if you already have that one high persona trait, and then you throw in that popular game at the time, and you're happy to get some eyeballs, you know, people like those are the people that share clips. Those are the people that interact the most, because these people want the newest thing, they want them. They want to react, they want to have fun, you know, they want to be a part of whatever experience you're trying to get. So, playing the right game with the right persona, and I mentioned Dr. Disrespect earlier, but he nailed both of these. Aside of his character, his trends, he plays all the most popular games. He played like the zombie game, H1C1, before he legit blew up, and then when PUBG came out, that's when he uh, exploded on the scene even though he's been doing it for years, he exploded with PUBG because that game became really, really, really popular. And he also, I don't have it mentioned here, but he also played games with other top streamers. I think that kind of you went know, through the whole FPS thing over the last couple of years. So both Dr. Disrespect and Shrouds and all the other like first-person shooter people, they were all really good, but they all kind of became famous through their own... Methods. You know, in Shroud, he was a, uh, I think it was a GO player, professional, and most of his fame, not most, but like most of his uh, fame did come from, you know, winning tournaments as you know, his professional team. So every time he would win one or place, he would stream and he would get more followers, and then people would say, oh, he's really good at this game too. You know, and he never really loses streamers. Uh, as his persona, you know, I don't know. I don't like judge. I don't like judging personality, personalities, like that. I would like to skip scores. You know, but what's their potential? But you know, you, I don't know. He's not a super high energy guy, Shroud. He's just kind of funny, and he makes me laugh at times. So he's, he's got good, good good gameplay. He's got world class world class gameplay. Yeah, you know, that's his thing. Um, yeah, we're going back to the trends. It's all about that trends and timing. Timing is key too. Uh, especially as you're growing because if if you're playing the right game at the right time and you know what the trends are if you know like this game if you know XYZ games coming up and it's going to be a hit you know, and you know celebrities and, and like even internet celebrities are going to be playing it like, you might want to do that you might want to hop on that game you might want to do your best to show up personality you might want to do your best to Play, I don't know, offer information for these people. And on top of that, you know, these are all just getting people to stay on your stream. But if you're able to culminate the value of your on screen personality, then all you need to do is save all of your content. Just save it all. Save all of your content. Highlight the best material. And it can be an interaction you have with someone, it could be a three-minute chat or a rant that you've had, and throw it on YouTube, throw it on Instagram, okay, because the most, I don't want to say viral, but the most growth that I've seen with a lot of these streamers is that they've done a lot of these things, like they've created a persona, they've played the best games, they've gotten pretty good, they've interacted, and some of these people have won tournaments, you know, they've, uh, they've been on TV, so, sometimes. The the key for their growth though is that eventually one or two things have happened or where they you know, they went viral. You know, one that one clip or one something you know, one something they one I don't know, one clip or one failed or one success that they've had on stream, uh, you know, people end up sharing that stuff, especially if you build up a big audience. And ninja. All he did was, he posted all of his material on YouTube, and, you know, after he streamed with Drake or something like that. Was it Drake? Yeah, he played Fortnite with Drake. And that was his viral moment, like, Drake and Ninja brought in, like, 500,000 people on a stream, and then Ninja never looked back. He just kept getting better, he kept creating more content that was different, he kept bringing in different celebs, and... You would think of different gimmicks or different ways to like end games and he would just throw anything and everything out on his YouTube channel. And he exploded. Heck exploded. And I'm not gonna say it's gonna work for you. But throwing all of your best stuff and not the whole stream. Don't throw an eight hour stream because no one's gonna watch an eight hour stream on YouTube. Okay? Understand how people operate each platform. That's my key. Okay? So um, my key point I wanna drive. And I don't think I have it here, too, but this is going to be uh, my last point, and I know I probably don't, don't think I even threw in many points for, with my little rant, but that's why I, you know, I or my little um, stream elements note card, index card that I have. Uh, but be sure to match your intent with the platform that you're going to be on. Okay, So, a few tips. If you're on Twitter, well, if you're Thinking you're funny, throw out a bunch of text, tweets, and see how people react. Okay, you need to interact with people in your community. Okay, so find other people who are streaming, probably medium-sized streamers, and see what they're about. Okay, uh, I would look at their content and see which content is the best, I gets the most likes. Some people just might have likes because they're Twitter famous, but that's not relevant to their stream. So I generally like to look at, you know, if someone's streaming and they post a lot of content, like video content, and they get a lot of retweets and likes, I'll then check out their stream and see if they actually have as many followers, is what they say they are, too. Because some people might have tens of thousands of followers, but they only get like 20 people watching on a stream, and if you look at their Twitter, their Twitter feed is just kind of, it's, it's whatever, it's not anything special, but, um, but, you know, if you're hopping on Twitter, you have a certain intent, which is to read, browse, scroll maybe comment once in a while it's very rare that I go on Twitter and I'm like oh I need to watch this streamer because they posted XYZ they posted they posted them you know dancing making a meme of themselves on Twitter and all of their streamer friends liked it cool okay like I don't that stuff doesn't get me to watch people and I'm always speaking for myself but depending on the intent of Twitter it's like it's not Twitter's not to, meant to be you're not supposed to be Twitter that's the intent of Twitter, so kind of promoting yourself there, um, can, you know, it will supposedly help build your brand, which I'm not against, but it has to be done right. So, Twitter videos, clips, uh, the occasional, you know, well, actually interacting with other streamers, too, in comments is probably a good one on top of it, and that's as far as I'm going to take Twitter, um, because Twitter is, like, another hour-long conversation, and I don't want to deal with that right now Or Twitch or YouTube just get to the point when you're enabling, when you're naming your videos, just say, Fortnite, testing this giveaway, or or, new streamer, just say who you are, or or what you you want to get out of the chat, just throw it out there in the title. Um, All that's in real time, so I'm not going to dive too much into the marketing aspect, uh, because you're you're doing, you're you're doing the creation, so you don't need to be marketing uh, while you create. Instagram. I have not, tested Instagram for this one, but I would get the strong sense that it's going to be strictly all clips, all videos, and all photos. Like, i do all the cool stuff that you want to do and come up with a cool story. And just like this many people in your space, I don't know, Instagram seems like it could be fairly simple, and we just show good photos and good content, and I always like all the stuff I see on Instagram, it's way better than I see on Facebook. Facebook's more about complaining and just, I don't know, it feels more official. Facebook versus Instagram. Facebook, I'm not going to dive into that, because that's its own beast. You're, you have to build your own group and audience combined, and honestly, all your Facebook growth would be relative to all of the work you've done outside of Facebook, if you want to grow organically. YouTube. i YouTube. So YouTube specifically for videos. Your platform for YouTube. If you wanted to focus on videos... Um, to get people to your stream, and I find that to be a very powerful, very powerful method, is that I would download a vidIQ, which is V-I-D-I-Q. They have a Bookmark uh, Chrome extension, and a web application, too. You download that, and sign in, and I believe you get the first 14 days free to where you can... Type in the, like the title of your videos, and there's a lot of documentation that will show you how to find the most trending topics and the best keywords to use and what to include in your description and, and how to offer the right value. So when you create let's just say you created a potential viral clip of say you playing Fortnite and there's a house fire. Okay. You know. And then on YouTube, you probably just want to label it. You know, fortnite player causes house fire nothing more nothing us they, they would have failed you know, if it happens and you record it that's content you created it might not be content you're gonna be super proud of but this is a real street you know that's the whole idea of the stream is that you want to show the video uh, of what happened in real time back then again which is all about real time real time entertainment youtube's about entertainment on my own time, which means if I have, if I want to watch something funny, I'll just type something in, I'll always say, oh, let's look at funny stream clips, or stream clip fails, and even better, if you know a bunch of bigger YouTubers that have gameplay, then they submit the top highlights from other streamers, or whatever, submit your stuff, you'll get your name shouted out, and people are going to follow you, okay, you just need to you just need to create as much material and distribute it on other people's content networks. So it's the, uh, it's the Lil Wayne strategy. And I think when he went out of jail, he just teamed up with every single artist, and he was in like 400 different music, so like 400 different songs in a year. Like he did, he did work with everyone else until, uh, until he got super good. And then he just released his own stuff, and it worked out super well. I mean, that's literally what you have to do is that you know he you provided value to every single artist individually by you know teaming up and working with them and most people i believe are open to you know, you know collabs, and i mean i would be open to collab. Uh, you know outside of this outside of this uh episode this this is except having a second person who would kind of be whatever but any other podcast i i don't mind collabing, I don't mind being a co-host, you know, it adds a different perspective, it adds a different dynamic that you have prior, and I usually, I generally like that, because it brings something new, and I'm probably only speaking for myself, because I'm someone who doesn't really like the same old, same old, you know, not after a while. It's very rare that I even go back and rewatch TV series, although I'm doing that a little bit more, but you know, it, I like to watch it, experience it, and then never, you know, and then reflect upon it in my own time. But just never, never worry about it again. You know, eat that things enjoy, I don't enjoy things for what they are, and that's that's to be the mindset that I would like to have. Well, that's it, guys. I mean, I could go on, and I know I felt like I've been rambling for an hour, and I have been, but that's fine. If you are very Western, running through, you know. You're intrigued to talk more or listen to more about streaming stuff. i will be more than happy to talk. I love talking about this stuff, and you know, I I do help some streamers on the side, um, help with some YouTube and marketing stuff as well. Uh, i'm Not a stream coach, not to say I can't be one. Uh, You never know. But I, I don't know. I think all this stuff. I know it sounds pretty generic, and I wish I had a video, but. Well, I think all this stuff is just a good good, you know, it's good material to have and keep in the back of your mind. Something to think about. And then hopefully there are going to be a couple of um, launching off points that I'll give you too. Um, I mean, you can either send me a message about streaming to this podcast on gmail.com, or there are two other, two other uh, stream coaches, or two stream coaches, I should say. Other than i actually and one, but than that. Uh, but there are two stream coaches I really respect. Uh, one goes by the name of Ashley first, first, which is A A-ash, S, it's a ash I, C H R I S T, And she's got her own YouTube channel, and talks about, like, streaming tips, she's got hundreds of videos, um, top tier quality. The other one, I think, is, uh, Kellen Heller. Kellen, I, 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 I don't, I don't have it pulled up. Um, so will stick with Ashley, I'm not gonna pull, I'm not gonna pull, yeah, the name. I'm gonna, as you can tell, I'm spent on this one. Uh, I, I have my, my, my mind thinking about the NFL games. So I'm going to let you go because I'm super excited to talk about that. So you guys, enjoy. Take care. Enter the Easy.